This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And I have another fantastic guest here on the show, and we have the amazing queen of social media, Rachel Pedersen. Now, Rachel is an expert of all things social media. I mean, I mean, and I'm thinking about everything on social media from TikTok to LinkedIn to Facebook, you name it, she's on it, right? She's a digital marketing uh, strategist and she loves working with entrepreneurs like you and me to create disruptive and creative campaigns to create exponential growth. Now, she also has shared the stages of the likes of Gary Vee, um, Russell Brunson, Dan Kennedy, just to mention a few. And she has also got a new book coming out called Unfiltered. She's a podcast host of The Social Media Secrets too. And um, what I love about Rachel is I love her authenticity. Now, listen, it's not easy to grow a business and she shares, we share very similar core values. And that's what I love about her. And one of the things I also love about her is the fact that she can show vulnerability. And as leaders and as business leaders, you know, it's super important, especially from a human connection perspective. What she really cares about is single mums and also children. And again, that's something that I absolutely love about Rachel. And there's some things we're going to be talking about is all things TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. So um, we're going to be talking about TikTok. Um, just to let you know, by the way, for you guys that don't know, Rachel has over 1.1 million followers on TikTok, right? <laughs> we're going to be talking about strategy. We're going to be talking about you guys that are completely new to uh, TikTok. But we're also going to be talking about you guys that are experienced at TikTok and how you can double down and make those marginal gains on getting those extra followers and engagement and so forth. So without further ado, Rachel, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate it. Likewise, likewise. And you know, it's interesting because you've got um, you've got a really interesting story. I mean, before you came like the queen of social media, I know that you're you come from very humble beginnings. You didn't you wasn't born with a silver spoon in your mouth, a bit like myself. And at one point you were a single mom and you know, and you lived off the state and welfare and, and, and it's similar because I also had those, that same similar background, but tell us a little bit more about the backstory and what the catalyst was, which shifted you from that place, that dark place to where you are at right now. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. It's wild. Cause I feel like there have been several big catalysts and I'll just go through them quickly because they're big and and oh it's, it's wild the first <laughs> big one was um my my dad and i were actually living in a house in anoka minnesota down the street from like where the where the prison like lets the people out when mm -hmm. they finish their sentence so it was kind of just like a dangerous neighborhood i'll just be honest just based on um crime and stuff and i remember like we we lived in this like 
basement room. We rented one room for my dad, paid him, I think, $100 a month because he was really financially struggling in that season of life, too. Um, and that winter, we actually had our heat turned off while I was the single mom, while he was struggling paycheck to paycheck. I'm on government assistance and we live in Minnesota. So it gets down to negative 60 Fahrenheit. Um, I don't know how many that is in Celsius. What is that in Celsius? I need to check that out. (laughs) Negative 60 Fahrenheit. That's at least the wind chill. Negative 51 Celsius. What? So yes, the wind chill gets down to that. It is so cold in Minnesota winters um, and our heat got turned off and whether or not that was legal, it did happen. And we were like, what do we do? So we opened up the oven cause it was electric mm-hmm. and let the heat come out from that. My dad's actually a prepper. So like a decade before he had been prepping for maybe two decades before for Y2K and he's still had things like kerosene lamps and heaters. And he had tons of kerosene and it was like, a godsend in that season. Um, He had heavy duty winter sleeping bags. So we put those on all the beds. Um, And then he also had MREs from like leftover army military supply shops. That's a ready to eat meal that you just rehydrate, reconstitute. um, And and they're not yummy, but they're food. And so he had canned goods and all of those things. And you know what, in that season, so I journaled all through that season. I've journaled like, pretty regularly since I was 11. And I wrote, this is never what life is going to look like again. And that was the first big catalyst. I was like, "Mm -mm -mm -mm, we got to figure something out just because we accidentally took a detour here by kind of not following the plan. Mm. We've got to figure something else out to get back on track. And so I literally went to hair school. Um, it was a blessing. I'm just going to put that out there. It was a huge <laughs> blessing to make it into hair school, graduated top of my class. And then there were two more big catalysts. So I'll go through them fast. The second big catalyst, because that got me out of welfare and out of what would have been a lifetime potentially in a system. Right. Um I graduated top of my class, got job offers from four of the five biggest salons in Minnesota. So four of the five I wanted, I got. And things started to change then. Second big catalyst, uh, I was actually doing hair one day and a client came in and she said, um, can we hire you to do your our social media? We need a marketing consultant. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I got $15 an hour. I was a marketing consultant and I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled. I was so happy. So that was the second big catalyst. But the third big catalyst, and this was huge, was actually, um, I was for a lot of my life, probably almost straight, not when I was pregnant, but from 19 to maybe 25 or 26 years old, I was an alcoholic. And that was really tough. I think 25. And, um, that just had a huge impact on my ability to like wake up and be alert. And that's a pattern that um, was really prevalent in both of the families I come from. And so I realized if I don't want to end up like a lot of the family members who have it's ravished or ruined their lives, I have to make a change. And so I went sober, cold Turkey, just over seven, I'm looking at the date, seven years ago, and I haven't touched alcohol since. So those were the three big catalysts. That's insane. And and it's interesting because, I mean, you've done 
I mean, you've got your own podcast show and you've been on other podcasts and you don't, you don't really talk so much about like, you know, your, your core roots really. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, we talk about, Hey, what you specialize in and stuff, but it's always really interesting. I'd love to, you know, it's interesting to learn about people's story because we all got our own story, right? Yes. Everyone has such a powerful story. Like I love getting to know people. I'm just sorry. This is like an off tangent, but I love getting to know people really, really getting to know them. And I feel like it brings so much empathy, compassion, sympathy, and understanding of why they are the way that they are. Um, and I don't always tell my story. It's funny because my team actually has been saying a lot lately, Rachel, you've got to share your story more. And for a long time, I've shied away from it. There's almost like two layers to the story. There's the part that I'm ready to talk about. And there's the deeper, really, really super messy stuff. And sometimes I don't share my story because I'm like, it is just so messy. Like, mm. <laughs> should we go down the list? Like this, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. And so there are times where I'm like, how do I explain to people that like, my life is nothing like what it was before. And so we're actually, we just filmed up a six part docu-series about like what I'm ready to share from my backstory to finally like share it all in one place. Now there are quite a few things I'm not ready to talk about. And I'm like, we'll get there, but maybe in a decade or two or three. So yeah, but it is wild, isn't it? It's sometimes can be okay. hard to share. Do you experience that as well? I don't know about you, but it's also, I don't know about you, but I also go through the analogy of like, you know, showing, I suppose it's kind of like that balance of showing vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. and I feel like, you know, you have to show an element of vulnerability because it shows that you're human, you know? And yeah. I think it's so important and people are attracted to people that can share real stories because, hey, we live in the real world, ladies and gentlemen, we're no one special, right? Just because you know, we built a successful business that we're still human beings. We're not robots at the end. We still have thoughts and feelings. That's kind of my thought. So yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Mm. Love it. It's interesting. Cause I will say like with vulnerability, one thing, especially on TikTok, um, one thing I want to share real fast and this is big. Um, most people haven't gone viral on social media, the majority of business owners and even marketers haven't gone viral. And so with TikTok, what's very interesting is for a little while longer, every post still has the ability to go viral and reach suddenly a massive audience. Like you could have one video take off overnight and gain 15,000 followers in a single night, but with the ability to suddenly reach so many people, mm. you experience a little more other sides of the internet and a little more criticism, a little more hate. Um, it's not worth being afraid of. It's because there's also incredible blessings and gifts and wonderful things that can come from it. But sometimes I think on TikTok, we almost have to wait until we're strong enough to share the struggle before we can do it. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's a, such an interesting point. I think people do get freaked out about it a little bit, you know. And, but also, I, I I don't know about you, but I also feel like a lot of people overcomplicate things. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I I'm. It's not that they're not ready to share their story. It's like, you know, it's it's kind of they're trying to make things so much more complicated than it already is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's almost like yeah, like they're trying to tell everything. Mm. And you can't do that in marketing easily. You right. kind of have to pick like one or two stories at a time to share just a little bit at a time. Mm. And like for me to even share, 
you know, the general framework for my story, it was a six part docuseries. Um, but that also could have been a 12 part docuseries. Uh, I think it's hard because we, we think we can't quite balance. Like how much do we put into a short video versus how much can I leave open to interpretation? Mm, true. I love it. Love it. Anyway, I want to get into the, uh, the, 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 the juicy stuff, right? The stuff that, that we love talking about, which is, which is not just social media. I want to talk about so, uh, um, TikTok it more specifically, cause it's interesting. I used to have this mindset, Rachel, right? That mm-hmm. I used to be, I, I, I had to be like the next, I don't know, X Factor or America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent, yeah. right? You know, to be on TikTok, right? Sing a song, make a fool of yourself type of thing. In fact, Brendan <laughs> Burchard has just opened his TikTok account about four weeks ago. And it's interesting because he was he he mentioned something which resonated with me. And he said, he said, okay, guys, I'm late to the party, but everyone thinks that, you know, Everyone, everyone believes that everyone's late to the party, so that's why they won't go onto TikTok. For anyone that has that mindset that I had, any advice for people who think, oh my God, this, oh my, I'm, I'm so late to the party, no one's ever gonna listen to me. Um, any thoughts there? Okay, I have a really, using the analogy you just used, <laughs> have you ever been the first one to a party or early to a party and it's awkward because you just stand there with the host and the host is like putting the olives and pickles out <laughs> and you're sitting there making small talk, kind of like, when is someone else going to show up? That was what it was like joining TikTok almost four years ago. Uh, there weren't a lot of business owners. I mean, this was the first time I created content about being a social media manager and people are were like, what's a social media manager? And I was like, oh, I'm early to this party. So it's it's not always the best thing to be an early adopter. Russell Brunson once said, you can identify the early adopters. It may have been someone else's quote, but you can identify the early adopters because they're face down in the mud with arrows in their back and everyone's walking over the top of them. Mm. And so a lot of people think they're late to the party, but they're actually arriving just on time, right when the fun begins. Um, business owners are generally speaking kind of averse to change and risk at times, or they are not necessarily wanting to take risks everywhere. Right. And TikTok still feels like a risk. They're uncertain. They don't know how it's going to go. So it's wild because most business owners aren't going to migrate there for probably two to three more years. So there's still an incredible opportunity if you're in business to get on TikTok because the consumers are there. Interesting. And I, but I also, there's a, I believe there was a lot of um, false beliefs. You know, I felt like before I joined TikTok, which was only three weeks ago, for full disclosure, listeners, by the way, Get three out. weeks okay? ah. Seriously, three <laughs> to four weeks. So I probably, I might gain Rachel as a follower, by the way, from my little tiny yep. amount of followers anyway. Um, but, you know, it was interesting. I made a complete cowboy mistake of myself, right? So when I recorded okay. my first TikTok video, right, there was no sound. I'm like, you're kidding me. That is complete yeah. cowboy mistakes and whatever it is. But okay. I, cut, I, cut, <laughs> I cut the question, right? Which was, which was, I always felt like it was always appeal. Uh, it was always going to appeal to just the young market, and my my market wasn't. My audience was never going to be there. But how has that changed over the last sort of four years since you joined? And 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 you know, has that changed dramatically? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? It, well, it's it's changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got on TikTok, you had to work hard to reach adults. <laughs> 
like you had to kind of work for it because right. it was mostly kids and teens on this platform. Um, but today, uh, actually over uh, 30% of the user, let me just actually back up. There are nearly 1 billion monthly active users on TikTok currently. Wow. And that's excluding China because China actually has a different app called Yin. And so what's interesting is that doesn't even include one of the biggest, you know, populations <laughs> in the world. Um, but what's really interesting is over 30% of the users on TikTok are over the age of 30. And over, at least according to the latest estimates, over 60% of the users on TikTok are over the age of 20. So it's had a dramatic increase in adults and people over the age of 18 over the last four years. And the time is now to really, really build and grow. Love it, love it, love it. Now, how is um, how is TikTok different from other platforms? Because I know I, I, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn, by the way. That's kind of like where I love to hang out. And that's evolving yeah. as a platform. But how is it kind of all different? Because I know that LinkedIn, they for example, they only like you using, you know, a limited amount of hashtags, three hashtags max normally in a post. Yes. But TikTok are completely different. How are they different in terms of uh, the different social media platforms out there? Side note, I got to shout you out, Adam, because you actually looked at my LinkedIn profile. We rotate which platforms we focus on and LinkedIn hasn't been a focus in a while. And Adam was so kind right before this. And you shared with me, you're like, Rachel, you have two broken links on your LinkedIn and I won't by the time this goes live, but you really are on it on LinkedIn. So congrats. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate real. it. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. TikTok's interesting. Real fast. I want to make one point super clear. Mm -hmm. Some people people, some personalities are outliers, meaning they're, the rules don't apply to them in the same way. And it could be for whatever reason. And it could be because someone's really good looking. It could be because someone is a lot older than the age people would expect someone to be on TikTok crushing it and giving advice. It could be because someone's a celebrity or it could be because TikTok picked someone and actually actively promoted them behind the scenes. So just because you see someone not following the best practices for TikTok doesn't mean you don't necessarily want to follow them. It just means they were an outlier. Um, these are great best practices just in general. So you have a limited space for your caption, meet kind of like on Instagram. You got it. Uh, that's the text that you're writing. Or uh, let me rephrase that. And hashtags. And both have to fit into the same space. The amount of space you have is going to vary depending on when TikTok unlocks longer spaces for those two things in one for you. Mm -hmm. And there's no rhyme or reason to when they unlock bigger spaces, which is very interesting. So you're going to have somewhere between 150 and 500 characters to fit both your caption and your hashtags. Hashtags do not count in the comments. Um, what's interesting is most people think, oh, I'm going to use the hashtags that describe who I am. But what you actually want to do is use hashtags that explain either or both what it is that you do and the people you want to reach and serve. So it's kind of a reversal. Instead of putting hashtag social media strategist, because that's going to attract social media strategists, I put hashtag small business owner, hashtag uh, course creator, hashtag, or I would go ahead and create hashtags related to what I do. Hashtag maybe social media strategy, hashtag 
TikTok um, advice or TikTok tips. That's kind of how you want to play it. And both of them have to fit into that compact area. So with the caption, less is more. And with your hashtags, feel free to use a couple, load it up. I personally like to load it up and it's worked very well for us consistently. Love it. Love it. Now, I know that we've only got a few more minutes to kind of like have fun because this has been great been great and I don't know about you guys but this has been a, like a ball for me right so really quick right for those people that have just started out on TikTok and are still and are just kind of like getting discouraged already five quick tips for those guys to just revitalize them and and and, and give them a, a some quick wins all right number one focus more on your hooks meaning the first three to five seconds of what it is that you say but what most people don't realize is there's actually three places for hooks so the first is what you say for the first couple seconds of your video the second is the text on screen and the third is actually you can put a hook in your caption so you could have up to three hooks on every video as long as they all are true and none of them are bait and switch uh number two Create mostly education-based content, so giving value, serving others, and really and truly following the format. Actually, this would be tip number three. Um, follow the format of hook, value, and super short CTA, at least for your first 100 videos. So your hook should be a couple of seconds, and it should be compact a little bit. Number two is your uh, value that needs to be kind of bullet pointed or people have to be able to take solid takeaways and be like, I learned this, I learned this and I learned this. And then your CTA can be as short as follow for more or follow to learn about social media, etc. Okay, tip number four is do not judge yourself within your first 100 videos. Do your first 100 videos before you do any analytics. That's the first thing I recommend because I didn't take off and I was figuring it out from scratch. Uh, I didn't take off probably until a thousand videos. It took a little while because I was literally basically creating the blueprint for how businesses can succeed on TikTok. And tip number five, ready for this? Engage with your early commenters. Like the early squad are your, those are your best friends. So like, <laughs> as soon as you post a video, the first couple of people who comment respond to them, maybe follow them, maybe go like a couple of their videos, connect with them because they're gonna be some of your favorite people forever. Love it, love it, love it. Now guys, I hope that you've enjoyed today's show because I know that Rachel's got a shoot. But Rachel, before you go, what is the best way for people to connect with you if they have any, you know, any further questions around TikTok and stuff? I know that you have a whole pool of resources and a whole team, but what's the best advice? Ooh, best place to find me is rachelpeterson.com. That's my website. That's all E's and a D in my last name. Also pronounced Pedersen because um, it's Danish. Uh, but also I do have a book coming out this fall as we talked about it's unfiltered and that also has some of the strategies the evergreen strategies for social and that's available for pre-order on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble awesome so for you guys that are interested in connecting with Rachel please do me a favor connect with her or her team she will respond do mention the podcast and also click on her links below and connect with her so Rachel I just want to say thanks so much for being on the show today Thank you so much, Adam. This has been wonderful. And I'm so glad we got to connect because you're really a gem. Appreciate it. And guys, hope you've enjoyed today's show. Uh, make sure that you give us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. And we appreciate you. Take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers now.